This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to this week's episode of Jackets Debrief. I start as a cat tries to crawl onto my lap because why wouldn't she? This this is what my show is. I either have a small child running around, or I have cats, or I have all sorts of just crazy things going on. That's that is my life, folks. So um, before we talk about the new best goal scorer the Blue Jacks have ever had, that may be a bit of exaggeration, but maybe not. Let's talk about something where we're having this knowledge about our great goal scorer can help you, and that is our friends over at DraftKings. Now, DraftKings have all sorts of great daily fantasy games. I'm looking at their site now. They've got games anywhere from, you know, you can enter from a dollar twenty-five cents up to, you know, a few hundred bucks, uh, depending on what kind of prize you want to look at, what kind of odds you want, that sort of thing, how many entries are allowed in the in the game, all that good stuff. Essentially, how it works is you go through, you set up your team uh, based on a salary cap, and you see what you can win. I mean, you know, I mean, as an example, the dollar prize, the dollar entry game, you can win up to $6,000. The 25-cent one, you can earn $5,000. And, you know, there's varying things. Go check it out. Have a good time if you want. Enjoy all that good stuff. Lots of ways to play. Lots of money to get done. Uh, your DraftKings money, it's safe and secure and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So, you know, if you put in a few extra bucks in there the other week because you had an extra few extra bucks, didn't play it, and you need it now, you can get it back out. Have a good time with it, folks. Enjoy it. You know, like any other games, play them responsibly, but have a good time with it there. So what you need to do is download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. So, um, we're going to start with the beer of the week because, my goodness, I need it. Brewdog, the Kaiser Co-op, German-style Dortmunder. From their website, this dry-hopped Dortmunder lager shines as golden as a West German sunset. Zesty citrus notes kick off the game, followed by a masterful counterattack of tropical fruits and crisp floral notes, all resting on a stable multi foundation and delivering a deft balance of bitterness and toasted malt sweetness. An incomparable double pass of flavors that leaves a lasting impression. Kaiser Co op unified in gold. That sounds nice. Mmm, mmm, very good. I like that. It's a nice, uh, Nice flavor there that I'm I'm enjoying with all this. Hmm. Uh, I do want to say thanks to everyone who's still listening to the show, uh, the video version. I know we're not really doing as much at this point. I uh, didn't do this tonight because Super Bowl figured probably not a lot of people would watch and uh, just kind of just, just kind of a late start to it and all that good stuff. So here we go, folks. Hey, the Kaiser Co-op, that's really good. It's a nice, I mean, what they say there, it's a... Mm. It's just a good solid beer. Wow, that's just really good. That is the kind of beer I can see just keeping stock of. That's the thing about this. It's just good beer. It's not... Sometimes when you get into some of these beers, some of these craft beers, 
you get beers where it's like, this is good, but I don't want a lot of it. This is the kind of beer you could stock the Kaiser Co-op. So very good from the folks at BrewDog there. Jumping into our standard things. First of all, for our first layer of depression, we look at the standings. And again, I look at them by points percentage. By points percentage, the Blue Jacks are fifth in the division. I know they're not. They're sixth. If you look at just regular points, they're fifth. But if you look at points percentage, they're sixth. At 500. Um, at this point, a big part of the problem is the teams in those top four spots have all played four less games than the Blue Jackets. Uh, Dallas is at a 667. Florida's at a 778. Carolina's at a 778. Tampa's at an 833. Uh, when it comes to real points, I mean, the Blue Jackets are only one point behind number fourth place Chicago. But, I mean, does that is that really what it's going to be? I don't know. Again, how many of these games are actually going to end up getting played? How many are going to get delayed? We'll see. According to the folks over at Money Puck, the Blue Jackets are at a 33.3% shot to make the playoffs. That's more generous than what Don LeShuzhin normally gives them, but I will uh, concede to that number currently because he doesn't have an updated one. And we're, we're before we talk about how the Blue Jackets played against the Carolina Hurricanes this afternoon, something I was saying, the Blue Jackets were going to have two games against the Stars, and then these two games, the one Sunday and the one Monday against the Hurricanes. And something I said a week ago was, if they win three of those four, I'll be feeling pretty good. Well, we won one and lost one against Dallas. And today, you know, there's those times when you watch sports where you're like, oh, I've never seen that before. And, and we saw it today. We literally saw it. For those of you who aren't aware of the situation, near the end of the second period, for, I'm reading from, from Greg Wyshynski on ESPN. He did a nice little write-up of this. At 18.45 of the second period, Carolina's Vincent Trocek scored to give the Hurricanes a 4-3 lead. Replays appeared to show he had entered the zone before the puck carrier, Dougie Hamilton, did. The Blue Jackets used a coach's challenge to get the call overturned, but linesmen Tyson Baker and Johnny Murray reviewed the play and decided the goal would stand, resulting in a delay of game for Columbus. During the intermission, however, game officials both informed both teams the NHL had determined the challenge should have resulted in Carolina's goal being disallowed. As a result, the remaining 45 seconds of the delay of game penalty against Columbus that carried over to the third period were rescinded. So, here's the thing. I mean... The whole point of instant replay is to get calls right. And the thing is, we had determined... Remember, the goal happened at 18.45. Only like another minute and 15 seconds had come off the clock. If the NHL wanted to put the Blue Jackets in a place where they were actually being treated fairly, it wouldn't have been that big a deal to pull the goal off the board. See, here's the thing. When you when you have these these bad calls, and before anybody says, oh, you would have lost the game anyway, I'm going to get to the fact that the Blue Jacks didn't play very well. But let's 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 talk about this. 
I understand how, like, if there's a really bad goal call and it was even 10 minutes to go in the second, and now we're five minutes into the third, or even the rest of the second goes by, other events happen in the game now dictated by what the score was and different things happen and you don't know. But there's only a minute 15 off, and the Blue Jackets had been on the penalty kill for that minute 15. So they were the only team that had been harmed by this by the fact that they'd already been harmed by the fact that he made the wrong call. So if you just take the goal off the board, both teams are then tied going into the third period. And I mean, there would have been in that moment, Carolina's coach would have raised a little, would have been upset about it. Any coach would be, that's fine. But if you're already going to go back and say, let's take the, the penalty off, then I mean, I obviously I don't think it takes anybody of any level of intelligence to determine that the Blue Jackets would much rather have the goal back taken off than the 45 seconds of penalty time. I mean, I guess the refs were concerned that, oh, if they score another goal on that, it'll double down the mistake we made. But you could fix both mistakes. Honestly, here's the thing. If a goal is scored and the refs don't see it, there have been times we've seen play continue for like almost a minute. And then there will be a horn sound from the review booth in Toronto. They will go back, they will count the goal and they will start playing again from that time. I I don't think anybody could have felt cheated if the refs had come back and said, you know what? The goal shouldn't have counted. So now that we're coming back from the third, we're going to play the last minute 15 of the second again at even strength, and then we're going to play the third. That wouldn't have been hard. And considering that the game ended with the Blue Jackets losing by one, I mean, that just makes it all the worse. It's... I mean, it, it's just so frustrating. Because, and this is also on the day we find out we're not getting Zach Wierenski for for a while. He went onto the IR uh, retroactively. Um, we've lost Elvis Merz Lincoln's. Just every at this point, we are in the situation of every break is going against the Blue Jackets. I mean, that's where we're at. All these things are coming against them at this point. I mean, the whole season has kind of had that feel to it. I mean, between the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade request at the end of the season and this, and I I know I'm having a woe is me moment, but you know what? This is a Blue Jackets podcast. We're going to do that. So you can sit down and shut up. I mean, yes, they did not play great, but they did score five goals today. It's not like they they weren't there. It's not like this happened and they lost the game by four goals. They fought back. They were there at the end. And still, this garbage happened. I'm angry about it. I feel like I have a right to be. And and the thing is... I, I don't know what we're going to see out of this. Because it's not like... I mean, this can be a rallying cry for the team. Everything's down. Everybody's counting us out. And now we need to fight back. This could be 
one of those big moments where the whole season kind of turns on something like this. Or a season could turn further, and this could be the beginning of, of just a deplorable, awful season for the Blue Jackets. Either one of those things could happen. I, I'm just not not feeling great. Um Not feeling great about where that went. So we're back in a second. Uh, I'm going to break down the last couple games a little further uh, after this this word from our friends here with the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, you know what? I'm just I, so I, heated because of what what you're telling me. Because I I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, 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 mac macaroni. As you call it, is a substitute for KD. <laughs> oh my God! Go to go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country, with my co-host Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we've still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc every year. And we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put Um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night. I've never heard a more telling indictment of Canadian food than to say that every Canadian would say that KD, craft dinner, if you're not familiar with that, that's what Canadians call like craft macaroni and cheese, the little box thing you get in the store, they call it craft dinner. It's better than actual macaroni and cheese because if you've had actual macaroni and cheese like we've had in this, I mean, it's mind boggling. Anyway. Last two games, Blue Jackets are one on one. A four three win over the Dallas Stars, and a today's obviously six five loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. And neither one of these games with the Blue Jackets particularly good. Um, against the Stars, it at five on five scoring venue adjusted play. They're course, they only had about forty three percent of it. Expected goals for about thirty two percent. Against the Hurricanes, Corsi 4, about 35, 36%. Expected goal 4 percentage. Again, this is all 5 on 5 play, about 32, 33. They're about 32%. But something to take as a positive from today's game 
they did outplay the Hurricanes in the first period. Um, as far as as far as like Corsi went anyway, they did not have higher expected goals for. This is a team that's still trying to figure out what it's doing. Uh, I think it. I think what we're seeing right now is a team that is trying. I mean, because think about what this team was last year. Last year, this team had, you know, a, as far as centers went, there was Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, we had Boone Jenner normally play center. We had an Alex Wenberg playing center with Riley Dash. Two of those players are gone. And Wenberg, for all the fact that he was overpaid, is a solid, decent defensive center. Um, and, and we're replacing him with a bunch of young guys. I mean, again, guys, Alexander Texier is playing lots of big minutes. Um, Liam Foody is getting a lot of time. Eric Robinson, it's, he's getting a lot of time, not just as a call-up, but he's being considered a big time, you know, a player needs to be bigger on this team. And they're just not, they're not driving play. And, and I mean, it, it gets back to the fact that our defense isn't driving play like it has in most years. Um, pulling up more stuff to just to try and try and illustrate what what kind of things we're talking about here. So, as an example, so Seth Jones. Let's go the last four years, 2017, 2018. His Corsi for uh, even strength was at 54, 18-19, 51.8%, 19-20, 49.3%, 20-21, 43.7%. Obviously, Zach Wierenski is hurt, so his, you know, his information won't be as, you know, but the first game he missed was today. Zach Wierenski, 17, 18, 15, 15, 15, 15, 18, 49.6, 19.20, 46.5, 20.21, 45.7. What do these numbers actually account for, folks? So if you're playing a hockey game, and let's say each team, let's say you get to just 30 shots on goal for either side, or let's say you get to 60 shots on goal in total on, on either side, or 60 shots in total for the game that actually go on goal. In a year where David Savard is, you know, getting 49.6% of that, that means 29 of them, almost 30, are going for the Blue Jackets. When that number is down to 45.7, we're down to 27 shots. Now, again, I, I, that doesn't sound like a lot, three short shots over the course of the game. But as it adds up, it, it's a bigger and bigger problem when the team, when the other team is consistently getting more shots than you on net. 
Um, I think Seth Jones' number will be a bigger deal here. Again, in a game where there has been 60 shots, the Seth Jones of two years ago, 1819, the Blue Jackets had 31 of those 60 shots. The Blue Jackets of this year are getting 26 of those shots. That's five shots difference a game. And again, that doesn't sound like a lot, but if the other team is getting more shots than you, that means your goalie has to perform higher than average, and it means when you shoot, you have to perform higher than average. And we all know that has not been the Blue Jackets' strength in previous years. Hasn't been at all. This is where I'm getting to the one bright spot currently. And that is one Mr. Patrick Lightning. The encouraging thing so far this season, and and let's see where the rest of the team goes from this season. Because um, I just don't know what we're going to see. Uh, I mean, this could be something where, again, we're, what, 12 games in. So maybe it's a sample size thing. Maybe it's something where... As the season goes on, Seth Jones' numbers start picking back up. When Zach Wentz comes back from injury, his numbers start picking back up. All the other players, Bjorkstrand is one of our biggest problems right now. Um, and it, it, I hate saying that because he is such a good player. And that's the thing that is so mind-boggling about where this team is right now. Bjorkstrand... Is, is the perfect example. I mean, this year, again, if, if a game has 60 shots in it last year, when Alexander Wenberg was on the ice, 32, 32.7, so 32 or 33 shots were going for the Blue Jackets. Now it's, I mean, he's close to 50%, but it's, it's below. So when he's on the ice, the other team is getting more shots on goal than we are. I mean, when your best players are not even are, aren't aren't doing anything, and that's where we're at right now with these guys, and it, it's where it's where more so I've started having that conversation about maybe it's time to move on from John Tortorella, because when he's making changes in the lineup, looks like he's flailing in the wind. Looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just put this guy in here, put this guy in there. Let's see what happens. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, if we had one or two guys that were kind of having a rough start to the year, that happens. That just happens. But it's everybody. There is not a player on this team right now that's performing to what we expect of them. That, that's just that's where this team is. Except for maybe, like, Jonas Corposalo, who, as we all know, John Torella doesn't do anything with goalies. In fairness, most head coaches don't really do much with goalies because they don't understand goalies well enough. They let the goalie coach take care of that. That's where we are right now. The one player who I am super happy about that is on this team right now is Patrick Line. Patrick Line has played three games with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Patrick Line has three goals. He is what we thought he would be. He is what he was sold to be, and probably more. Um, that 
Patrick Line, I, I think I said this on last week's show, we all knew about the shot. What I didn't expect was how he uses his size advantage to maintain control of the puck in the zone. Um, he's never been a great player when it looks like Corsi or whatnot, but he's been he's great at transition. He's good at maintaining possession. He's good at puck entry, which we've been seeing that. We've been seeing he's great at those things. And then he's got that shot. He has got that incredible shot. Um, I mean, that's the thing about him that is that that you want to to see going forward with him. I mean, his his career shooting percentage in the NHL is fifteen point three percent. Now, some of that is being helped out by the fact that. His first two years, he was a 17.6 and an 18.3. The last two seasons after that, he was at a 12.2 and a 12.4, which would, again, put him as being one of the best uh, shooters in the Blue Jackets by far. Um, but this year, I mean, this year, he's got so low a shot total. It's almost not fair to say because in Winnipeg, he was at a 66.7 with the Blue Jackets he's at a 33.3. I mean, who knows? The thing is, he's good enough that maybe... He has another year where he's at a 15 or 16 or 17 percent shooting percentage. Um, the problem is, if the team isn't holding the puck around him and isn't creating scoring chances around him, there's going to be less times he's going to be shooting the puck. I mean, he is—he's that scoring throughout the Blue Jackets have needed today. Power play goal, and then the empty netter, or not the empty netter, but the the one where we yeah where we pulled our goalie. He was in his office right there on the on the dump pop goes in. It was awesome to see. It was it was a thing of glory to see both times it happened when he scored. Because his shot is just great. It's It's been a while since it's felt like a Blue Jacket has had that ability. And and so what I'm thinking, if I'm Yarmo Kekalainen and I'm sitting down tonight, and I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing with this team? Here's what I'm doing. I don't think a mid-season firing in a short season like this makes any sense. For like Tortorella, I think you let the season play out. His contract is over at the end of the season. You play it out. At the end of the season, take a long, hard look at who's on your roster. Take a long, hard look at your coaching staff. And and if things don't increase dramatically, I'd say it's time to move on from the coaching staff. But what I think you do is I think you build around Patrick Line. And I'm not saying you rebuild over anything like that, anything like that crazy. No, you've got really good players. You've got good talent on this team. Um, you just need to try and build around and get a coach who is going to try and make a possession and scoring chance monster. Because what you need is you need possession to get as many chances to guys like Line a as possible. And you've got other players on the team that can score. Alexander Texier, he's good. You've got Cam Atkinson for a few years still, and he's really he's he's still got that scoring touch. He can still do it. But I, I just wonder, considering that we've seen how many players we've seen underperform under Tortorella, how much of that is happening to Cam? That's just where I'm at here, folks. So Monday night, got another big game against Carolina. Um, 
I'm I'm getting close to the point of saying, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy the season for what it is. Um, enjoy watching Blue Jackets hockey and and start to drop any expectations of what's going to happen this season. That that's where I'm getting close to very quickly. And I know for some people it's going to be like you're giving up the team too quick. First of all, I'm, I'm not giving up on the team. I'm, I'm going to watch games. I'm going to root for this team. I want this team to go do well. I want them to make a run and make the playoffs because you don't. You, I spent too many years as a fan of a bad Blue Jackets team and too many years as a fan of a bad Browns team to ever be comfortable with the idea of, ah, it's just going to be a bad year. I, I hate that. I hate the idea that it's going to be night after night of watching my team lose. But if that's what it's going to be, I'm trying to prepare myself mentally for it. So we got a game Monday night uh, against them. Then Thursday, we go to Chicago. Um, what's the Saturday? Is that Chicago too, I'm guessing? Um, yeah. Two games, Chicago, Thursday and Friday. Then uh, the the Hurricanes again next Monday night. So there's there's just not... I mean, the thing is, because they're all division games, if you can get on a tear, because after the... We got, Carol, got Carolina, two against Chicago, and then two in Carolina again, two with Nashville. Those are teams you're going to be competing for for the division. and And that's the thing that I think... Is going to be the the uh, the deal for fans all season because all season there's going to be this: Are we out of it? Are we out of it? And then if your team goes on a run, maybe not. Because here's the thing: If you can go on a run and get some wins against Carolina and Nashville, I mean, you could you can boost up your points quickly. And when you're looking at points percentage. The teams you're going to be chasing, um, Dallas, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, Nashville. Nashville at this point is a team that you want to start racking up points against and getting past them because they've got two less games in the Blue Jackets but three less points, so they're lower points percentage. So this is a team you want. If you're the Blue Jackets, you want to start trying to push past teams that are lower than you. You want to fight to where that top four has to worry about you. We'll see what happens. Um Again, at this point, we've got I, the thing about this team that feels different. We're not in the possession metrics like I expect us to be, like we like we've been in the past. We don't have expected goals for going for us like we have in the past, and even in previous years, it's not that we ever were great at expected goals for, but we would we would consistently have the higher expected goals for normally than our opponent. But the thing that's going to make this year a little different for a lot of Blue Jackets fans is when you have a player like Patrick Line, unless you're just getting blown out. You always have a chance because maybe tonight's the night he just gets a Hattie and and just out of nowhere he makes two or three amazing shots and that's three goals that that could happen any given game so uh, thank you all very much for listening uh, like subscribe share whatever you want to do thank you very much for listening and go jackets Please subscribe to the show, follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, and thank you for listening.